1: so insane
2: all right what's up boys and girls you've requested it and it's here crypto stream we still got a damn floating shamalan ding dong up there get go home shamalan go home See? And he listens. He obeys. That's why we like Shang here at Jay's analysis. You're all here. Welcome. How can I become a crypto zillionaire? Well, you're probably not going to be because I bought it all. I own it all. I own all the crypto. I am uh, Shajimi Nakamoto in person. I'm the real one. And I fooled you all you thought it was a man in nippon it's not it's me i am a shajimian nakamoto and yes i know that it's satoshis how many satoshis you got you got a few in your pocket is that a satoshi in your pocket or are you happy to hear me what's up boys and girls jason analysis i'm jay dyer you know what we do around here? We just we just get crazy around here. We just talk a bunch of crazy mess, and we have fun. We believe in fun around here. In fact, fun is our number one creed around here. So, everybody said, Jay, we know you like crypto. You have a lively channel in your Discord on crypto. A lot of people learning things. We've got a hype hype audience in there. And now people are like when are you going to talk about it well today is the day and in order to divine the market we're going to use a special diviners technique of the illuminati card game <laughs> so we'll basically throw the cards and whatever uh cryptos they land on on a have a sheet on the floor of different crypto whatever the wherever the illuminati cards land we're going to invest all of our money in that crypto and then what we're going to do is take all those profits and roll them over into cotton candy. I'm a big believer in cotton candy. And that in the next 10 years, we'll see a cotton candy boom. The likes of which your grandmother, who was probably a circus performer has never seen. And she would know being the bearded lady at the circus where they have a lot of cotton candy. Anyway, no, we're going to talk about, uh, this domain because it is, uh, To some people it comes very easy and to some people this is a vast domain of mystery and and especially in the realm of the boomer right the the crypto seems to definitely be boomer proof not to all boomers i have coached a few boomers into this arena which i didn't really want to do because again i'm not a financial advisor the uh, proviso that everyone gives uh, i am a philosophy man whatever that is and a clown person on the internet, an e-celeb, some might say, uh, of minor status, perhaps even a B-level status in the near future. Um, But I do have a little bit of knowledge of economics and investing. And so we're gonna get into the, the boomer level explanation first. Maybe some of the basics, but this is not really going to be about basics, okay? I'm not here to coach you into how to do your email and and your floppy disks, all right? We're straight up hard disks around here. We don't got no floppy disks. We're micro hard. We're not Microsoft. Okay, baby? Uh, A little bit of background, as you know. Uh, I got into crypto in 2017. Uh, And guess what? The way to learn this market is through making a bunch of dumb mistakes, unfortunately. But I'm going to try to help you you not make mistakes because I made all those mistakes for you. I'm not a crypto zillionaire. We have um, had some success in crypto investments, we'll say. But I'm not a crypto zillionaire. But uh, the way that this market is exploding and growing... And it is now basically ensured that it is the future. Again, we don't know for sure. Anything could happen. Yes. And we will discuss some of the radical uh, eventualities that could occur of the cyber polygon. Uh, yes, we know about all that. Uh, the Black Swan event. Yes, we know about all that. We've been talking about that for many years. In fact, uh, my overly pessimistic attitude in the early uh, uh, 2010s. Is precisely why I didn't get into Bitcoin. You can go find the podcast of me in 2014 on Austin's Crypto Show. 2014. And the dudes are on air saying to me, Jay, I'm going to give you a wallet. No, They said, get a wallet and I'm going to put, uh, I don't remember how many said, three Bitcoin. And I was like, what? A wallet, dude? What are you talking about? Pfft, get out of here, dude. I don't need your libertarian scam. And everybody has a story like that. Everybody has the story of, uh, oh, I have, you know, Russell Brand. I forgot my my keys is for $5 billion Bitcoin. I don't know, whatever. Everybody's got their story. No, but uh, you can, mine is on that podcast. And uh, so, yeah, I would have had, I don't know, what's 40, 50 times, $350,000 worth of Bitcoin free. <laughs> if I'd have just... Got in the wallet when the crypto show told me to get the wallet, but I didn't even know what they were talking about, and I was like, "What does that mean? Get a wallet?" And at that time, it was just the like the blockchain wallet or whatever, and I was like, "I don't, I don't know what that means. I can't." And so I was, I was like, "Okay, that sounds cool, but you know, nobody knew, and except for some of the diehards in 2014, 15, where we would be now, and so." when Bitcoin first started kind of edging up into the $3,000 range is when I took notice. I was like, wait a minute. And I bought into a lot of the the boomer hype that this is a scam, blah, 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 blah. It's a scam. It's not even a real thing. You can't hold it. And it's like, do you listen to MP3s, boomer? Yes. Okay, so what are you talking about? Well, I can hold the MP3 player. (laughs) Right, so it's... Anyway, long story short, uh, we all make... Mistakes, and you're gonna make mistakes if you get into this domain. Um, I made a mistake last week, right? Uh, now it was a small mistake, but you're gonna you're going to to make mistakes getting into this. So, uh, don't be too worried over that. And you're gonna have not, there's gonna be fear and trepidation about you know what happens if I put my money in this wallet? Am I gonna lose it all? And what if I transfer it? Is it gonna be lost and deleted into the interether? No, it's going to be fine, but you do have to take those steps and you have to get over those basic fears that you have, and that will happen. That will come in time. It'll come easy. Anyway, so long story short, back to the initial, uh, so about, so 2017, uh, I got in right before the big, right, the big crash, big first crash. Uh, And well, I mean, there's been multiple crashes, I know, but I'm talking about since I've uh, been into this sphere. Now, the good thing about crashes is that you need to go through a few crashes, because when you go through a few crashes, you are not as worried as when you go through the first crash. The first crash is a diarrhea inducing event, especially if you put significant amounts of your savings into Bitcoin. I'm not telling you to do that. You got to make your own decisions. I was uh, willing to do that right cuz papa's a high roller over here i'm over, i'm a high roller i'm over here on the freaking table rolling those double snake eyes Well, i don't even know what snake eyes is but the, i'm a rolling a snake eye and i'm betting on snake eyes and the vegas blackjack guy is like what is what are you betting and i'm like i'm betting it all on snake eyes and he says what is that and i say i don't know but it sounds awesome and that's what my money's on Uh, So I'm rolling that roulette wheel and I'm betting on snake eyes. I'm I'm, I'm betting that the roulette wheel pulls up snake eyes. Whatever even that means. Papa Grande is over here rolling snake eyes. I'm rolling dice onto the roulette wheel, which doesn't even make sense. And I'm still winning. Like Charles Sheen said many years ago, winning to Halech. Alejandro Jones, right? Charlie Sheen said that too. Alejandro Jones. Anyway, or we go back to come, come back to reality. We go off into the rants. So we gotta come back now to earth. To earth. Um. Yeah. So it was good to go through the crash because you know you you feel like oh you know and I didn't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money now, but I didn't have a lot of money at that time. I have more now than I did then. And you're thinking, oh, I'm going to lose on my savings. But but then, you know, you realize, well, you know, yes, it may crash a lot in within a few hours, but I can sell it if I have to. So thankfully, at that time, I exited uh, at the very precise amount that I had put in back in the 2017 crash. So uh, emerged unscathed. the flames were all around me my bowels were not unscathed my bowels were very scathed and nervous and uh, I sweated a lot Uh, but we made it through and so we are going to point out first of all our helpful chart from I'm sure everybody has seen this chart but everybody needs to see this chart especially if you're new to this domain because well, those pictures never work because there's going to be, there are cycles to this market. So that's the first lesson. And when I got into this, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know about cycles and markets. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about retracements and corrections and blah, 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 blah. I just thought, where can I put money and make numbers go up? And that's what everybody does. So again, this is, shout out to Altcoin Daily. been following them for a long time and they have taught me a lot. Learned a lot from those guys. And so you'll notice here, this is just a helpful chart that typically goes around when there is a big correction or even a crash, right? And the reason for this is that we hodl Bitcoin because Bitcoin does this, okay? So go back to 2016. Uh oh, uh oh, look, dude, we're gonna be bazillionaires. We're gonna be or all gonna be Cosby's. We're all gonna be princes, we're all gonna be Lil Wayne. Uh-oh, and then boom, we have the crash. Forty percent crash, dude. This is diarrhea time right here. Okay. The di- the the first purple circle, the purple domain of diarrhea death right there. And then you know, I remember around this time, I was like, "All right, forget this. This is a waste of time and money. This is too volatile," and this is precisely why at that because everybody nowadays who got into crypto in the last year or two, right in the in the recent cycles, they're like, "Why didn't you just hold your Bitcoin like back in 2017, dude? Like you guys were so dumb." Well, hindsight's 2020, goober. Nobody knew in 2017 where we would be right now. I mean, nobody knew with certainty. Right. There were some hardcore Bitcoin, like that dude that sold everything back in like 2015. <laughs> and he, he has his family and a camper, and he like put everything into Bitcoin back in 2015. Okay, well, so yes, that guy was vindicated, but he took a huge risk. Okay, so not everybody knew in 2017 where we'd be right now, for sure. Now, there was a good chance, but again, it was a lot less clear. And so, as you can see, there is a cycle here. Now, there's no definite cycle. We don't know for sure if, you know, for example, this uh, present bull run, is it going to end in September? Is it going to end in October? Well, probably, but we don't know. And usually right around, you know, beginning of summer and then towards Christmas time is when we kind of get a slowdown. Okay. But anyway, you see the point here is that you're going to see 40%. 30%, 40% 30%, 40% corrections in Bitcoin, uh, and we just saw one recently, right? We had a recent crash, and everybody was like, what, it crashed? Yeah, it crashed from 60,000, though, dude, duh. I mean, it was 3,000 not too long ago, <laughs> okay, so... What are you talking about? What do you, I mean, imagine thinking when it was 3,000 that people be bitching when it crashes down to 30 or 40, right? It's just, it's dumb. So first lesson that we want to learn here from my vantage point, I can't tell you what to do and I'm not telling you what to do, is we're going to plan long-term. Now there's a lot of different people who do different things in this domain. I'm not a trader. I'm no good at it. I suck at trading, but I think I have a decent assessment of macro picture, of long term where things are going. I'm always I've always been a big picture dude. So I'm not gonna sit here and stare at charts all day. That's super boring to me. My what the hope for me, the whole point of money is so that a person can have financial freedom so they don't have to worry about money. So they can go do what they're interested in. Okay, so crypto is not my life. Money is not my life, and staring at boring ass charts all day is not my life. There's nothing more boring than that. Okay, I'm not. I didn't go to college to be uh, uh, staring at freaking pie charts and and Fibonacci sequences all day. I mean, I think that stuff's cool. There's a place for it, and yes, at times you have to look at that kind of analysis. There's plenty. There's a zillion dudes that do TA. Okay, we do T and A here. I'm just joking. That was a dumb joke. There's a million people that do a TA uh, and I don't do that, but I do approach this from the vantage point of investing. Am I in a registered investor? No. Am I a professional investor? No. I'm a dude who read a bunch of books and I read a bunch of uh, philosophy and a bunch of economics. I have read a lot of economics and in fact, all that tragedy and hope stuff, all that 1300 pages that we dove into as all you guys have been on this journey, right? You guys, a lot of you have been with us on this journey when we went through Tragedy and Hope back in the day, right? When we went through Anglo-American establishment. And what was a big portion of that book? Economics. What did we learn from that? We learned about fiat money. We learned about Federal Reserve, fractional reserve banking, debt-based systems, usury. We learned all of that. We got really deep into that, Okay. I had my Austrian economics phase. Okay. I'm not saying everything's bad about Austrian economics. I know that crypto comes out of Austria. I know all that. Okay. But we're not interested in all the technicalities. We are interested in investing. And so, uh, next lesson is that my, take my approach is long term. Okay. There's plenty of guys. Everybody says, yeah, Mitch Ray, um, Ivan on text, great altcoin daily, bitch, uh, bit, bitch boy, bit boy crypto, uh, Max Kaiser. I've listened to these guys for years, especially Max. I was listening to Max all the way back in 20, uh, 12, 2011. and I should have listened to Max Kaiser back then because he was saying get Bitcoin. So I finally came around to it, but anyway, um, so and I'm not saying I've, I've followed these things for many years, and. W- the good thing about that is that you get you go through the cycles of the markets and you get a better approach than, in my view, just my take, than trying to time the trades, okay? So I'm not a trader. Um, but I do see it as an investment. And so I'm looking at big picture philosophy investments. And most people that make money in crypto, not everybody, unless you're like a super nerd who can just like freaking, I don't know, do, do you have a robot brain, right? You're a Spurgatron 9,000. Unless you are a Spurgatron 9,000, you're probably not going to take a $1,000 and make it into a million. Some people have. So you, I mean, it's possible if you bought that stupid Shiba coin, right, when it was whatever, not worth nothing. Okay, maybe you made a million dollars over that stupid thing. Okay, maybe you made it. Ten thousand dollars on Dogecoin, okay? Maybe I don't know. That does happen, but it's not likely. And there's a much less riskier, safer way. And so, what I would say, by the way, I wasn't trying to diss Bitboy. I know he was. He's been on with Alejandro Jones as well, so I'm not dissing. I like I like Bitboy. I've learned a lot from him. Uh, it just it just popped in my head. Anyway, so. What you want to do, from my vantage point, we want to minimize our risks and maximize the potentials, and so the easiest way to do that is the long term. So most people will opt for huddling, and I'm sure everybody knows what that is. It comes from a meme, a joke thing where somebody many years ago on a forum was saying that he was excited about Bitcoin, I don't know, going to $100 or or something like that, or it dropped a little bit, and uh, the guy was drunk and he typed hold, And it was, and he mistyped it and he put HODL. So hence, HODLing. And so the first thing that we want to learn is the philosophy of crypto, right? So we're going to go for a strategy of, I'm going to go for a strategy of uh, less risk uh, and consistent investing over years, okay? I'm not interested in the day-to-day. The first PSYOP that you're going to have to overcome if you get into this is the day-to-day chart. And you're thinking, what? Why would you not listen to the day-to-day chart? Okay, first thing I did when I got into crypto was every day I checked the chart. And every day I'm PSYOP by the chart and I'm thinking, do I need to sell it now? Do I need to sell it now? I'm selling. Right. No. Don't do that. Why? Because we want to do the best long-term approach, my view. You can do what you want. If you're good at trading, go do your thing. That's not what I do because I suck at it. (laughs) But um, we want to do a consistent pattern of investing. We want to watch the bigger cycles of the market. So I'm not that interested in the day-to-day. And I'm going to contradict myself because I'm also going to say that, yes, I will pay attention to the day-to-day. But now when I pay attention to the day-to-day, it's because I'm used to the cycles and I'm not as nervous as I was, uh, four years ago where the day-to-day psyoped me. And I thought, oh, I need to sell it really quick when it drops 5%, you know, something stupid like that. So, uh, so big mistakes. We're talking about avoiding, uh, those kinds of early mistakes that you're going to make when you get into this, uh, don't. Come in again. People that make money in this space have done it for a long time and they already have money to invest most of the time, 90% of the time, right? Becker's correct when he says that. That's a great point he makes. So, a lot of times people already have money. Now, I told people back, uh, made a video a year ago, over a year ago. It's one of my top 10 videos. And I was like, buy Bitcoin, and Bitcoin was 4,000, 3,000 at the time, 5,000. Told you. Told you. So again, Vindicated, shout out, welcome everybody. Glad you're all here. The long awaited crypto uh, stream, we're here, we're doing it. Uh, If you stay along for the journey, uh, yes, I'll give you some of my picks. You got to do your own research. I'm not telling you to buy these, but I'll tell you my strategy. I'll tell you my, uh, how I stack the portfolio. Uh, I do 40, 40, 20, and I'll explain what I mean by that in a little bit, but you got to go make your own decisions. But we have had a good track record, I have to say, in the last uh, year, especially. Really good track record in the picks that we picked, okay? I'm not saying I agree with all the people. I'm just saying, again, listen to different people, because different people are going to have good insights, okay? So, like, exit strategy. I didn't have an exit strategy, and then after you go through a, a big crash... And then you realize that you're just left holding, you know, 70% loss. (laughs) So then, so for example, Ivan, who's all about, uh, you know, fundamentals and, and, and TA and again, stuff, I don't know anything, care anything about. Well, I, but I watched tons and tons of Ivan's videos and learned his exit strategy plans. Right. And then I realized, oh, okay. So yeah, so there is a reason for this. Now, the way that I do the exit strategy, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, especially when you, when we get to the cycles where it's gonna be a bear market, is that you wanna roll your profits over. You wanna take profits, right? Every, and everybody says this. Now, I do it in a risky way, but I do it in the risky way because I'm interested in the long-term. I'm not that interested in crypto uh, you know, day-to-day. So I'm thinking, where's Ethereum going to be in five years? Where's Bitcoin going to be in 10 years? So my strat- my strategy for profits and taking profits is to roll the profits over into other cryptos, especially the big blue chips. That's it. It's that simple. So if I had something uh, that was a big 5X, say, uh, Mana, uh, Polygon, uh, Polkadot, uh, if, if those 5 or 10X for me over a year, or over six months, then I'm going to roll a percentage, and you can pick what you want. There's no you. You have to decide what's best for you. I'm going to roll that into Ethereum. Now, originally last year, okay, it seemed crazy that Ethereum could flip Bitcoin. That seemed nuts. And I remember there was people online I was like, Dude, "What are you talking about? You're crazy." This is a volatile, changing market. <laughs> I mean, things can change. Right now, Ethereum is half the market cap of Bitcoin. And that would even last year that would have seemed crazy. But with the explosion of DeFi, with the explosion of NFTs, and now the next trend being crypto gaming, you know, it's and that doesn't mean Bitcoin's going away. That would be dumb. No, again, it's just the market cap of uh, Ethereum could potentially outpace Bitcoin. And that doesn't mean forever. Maybe Bitcoin explodes again. Again, we don't know, but we have to make uh, the best guesses that we can. And I look to the people who have been right for a long time, right? And I don't have to agree with those people, right?
3: More than once, actually.
0: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
3: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms
1: and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: But Max Kaiser has been right for a long time. The Winklevoss has been right for a long time. So I go and I've, I've listened to those guys for years, right? Now, if you're new to this space and you want to learn the mechanics, the engineering, the technical details, I would say go and watch all of Michael Saylor's podcasts
3: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: All the multiple hour ones. Watch them all. And then he'll even direct you to the, uh, I think there's a free online courseware where uh, from Harvard or MIT. I think it's MIT. There's a whole free course on cryptos. You want to know the actual, if you want to take a college grad, whatever class, you can go watch that. And for a lot of people who are new to the space, you're going to go through phases too, right? Everybody who comes to crypto new, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is the entry for everybody, most of them, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how I got into all this stuff. Um, and what what is a good strategy most people do, right? Is to weight their uh portfolio 60 40 right bitcoin ethereum 40 40 20 some people even do 25% bitcoin 25% ethereum 50% what you can do how you want to do but uh again i know there's a lot of bitcoin maxis. that's fine um i i personally have evolved my position on that i was a, i was a hardcore uh, hardcore bitcoin only dude for a long time um, but I just simply think that there's, there's just more use cases for Ethereum. Look at the growth of Ethereum in the last year. I mean, it outpaced Bitcoin significantly. Does that mean that Ethereum is going to uh, destroy Bitcoin? No. There's different use cases, right? Like everybody says, Bitcoin is digital gold. Ethereum is an entire ecosystem, an entire, basically an attempt to uh, replace traditional finance. And there is space for both things in the future, right? I mean, Ethereum could replace the internet as we know it. I mean, it could do. It could be. It's very ambitious. Okay. Now it's a little riskier than Bitcoin. Do we know it's going to do that? No, we don't. So before we get to the fundamentals of Bitcoin a little bit, uh, yeah. So I will talk about the privacy coins too. I'm not. I mean, I think it's great to have the privacy coins. Um, A lot of Ripple haters for many years. And I had buddies who were like big Ripple believers for many years. So one thing I would say is that when you start getting into this, zillions of people will crawl out of the woodwork and tell you everything that you need to know about crypto. Okay, so this can be a good thing. And this also could be a bad thing because everybody and their grandmother suddenly knows everything about crypto. People who got into crypto a year ago or six months ago or on the internet telling you that you know nothing about crypto and they know everything when I guarantee you that I've done better (laughs) investing in crypto than people that are on the internet from three months of crypto telling me everything that they, okay. Again, I'm not a crypto expert, but again, I don't, it's random ass profiles telling me what I'm not going to listen to you, dude. Uh, But anyway, so yes, uh, but where will the privacy coins be in five, 10 years? I don't know. Uh, but I would say that it's, there's absolutely nothing foolish or wrong about uh, a place in the portfolio for the privacy coins. Maybe you want to allocate 10%, right? I wouldn't put, I don't want to, I'm really, uh, uh, sold on Ethereum right now. And yes, I did, uh, take out a pretty big, uh, move into Cardano about three months ago and then a month ago, which was a good move. Uh, as you can see, Cardano has exploded, but...
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
3: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky! A woohooer! A hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Again, yes, there will probably be uh, a place for the privacy coins. It's just so this is a wild west, right? I mean, there's just so many things, so many different projects. You can't even keep up with it, okay? So anybody who tries to be like the crypto guru expert, there is no crypto guru expert. There's people who have done this for a while and are pretty good at it. I think that's the best. And and a lot of the guys, again, who are, you know, the big YouTubers, yes, sometimes they shill coins. That can be uh, That can be not the best thing, but you can still learn a lot from all these people. So anyway, I'm not telling you to buy Cardano. I'm just talking about what moves I thought were good moves and what picks that I picked the last year. So philosophy of crypto first. Uh, Why is this not a scam? Why is this not a, uh, you know? So if we think about money, uh, money has always been a problem for humanity. And it's been a problem because of the potentiality for manipulation, and so uh, commerce relies on trust. Commerce relies on objectivity and the ability to freely exchange, hopefully, and to uh, have uh, fair exchange, right? And that has never really been perfected. And I'm not saying crypto is perfect, but at least it's it's we've never really achieved a, a, a perfect model of that except for when we have rare things like gold that could back currencies so gold historically has been the best at that because of its rare because it's rare and so when a currency is tied to gold uh then you have a, a at least a a potentiality for a lot of stability when we move away from uh, a, a hard model and to fiat which is where the the central banks or privately owned central banks actually have a lot of freedom to run up and inflate the currency for the purpose of lending out and then just creating more money to lend on that money and then secretly hiding and stashing all the gold well you can see the scam right and this is what we talked about with quigley it's in the first 200 pages of quigley he talks about it being a big scam so one of the great advantages of this idea is a revolution in money and when you understand what this is and it's not just money this is another mistake a lot of people make because a lot of people come to this thinking this is a money thing well i'm here to make money dog i'm here to stack but that's not really what blockchain and and this technology is is it's not just a way to make money and this is why the insights of michael saylor's many many talks and podcasts from an engineering standpoint are so good is because this is a way to store value over time so even things like gold uh which again was a great had a lot of advantages even that has disadvantages because gold can be manipulated yes the gold markets have famously been manipulated You can buy tungsten, bro. You can have your gold stolen. You can have a giant pirate's booty stash on a treasure island and somebody can go get it, right? So there's no foolproof thing here. And yeah, governments can steal your gold. Uncle Sam, if he wants your pirate booty stash, he can go get it if he really wants it. Governments ban gold, right? FDR banned and confiscated gold. (laughs) Okay, so. Even gold's not foolproof for all its pros. And I'm not saying don't own gold. You can allocate a, a portion of your uh, uh, asset, your portfolio, to gold. It's a great idea. In fact, uh, um, I am still all about Bitcoin. But uh, by the way, I'm, I'm more uh, open to the other things than I've allocated. In the last year, we've gotten into uh, other projects as well. So I'm not just a Bitcoin person anymore. And that's not just because of money-making. I see the potential for Ethereum as well. So, uh, and the other projects. uh, And just from an investing standpoint, I'm going to invest in Ethereum and Ethereum's competitor, you see. It'd be like, uh, am I only going to have money in McDonald's? But what about Burger King? And what about Hardee's, right? Because if we're at that early stage, and I think we are, where we're kind of at the stage when, and I remember this because I have... I have the advantage of living and remembering life before the internet. A lot of people today, they don't even, they don't know what it was like before the internet. I remember before the internet, like day-to-day life before the internet. And I remember when Amazon, eBay, Google were new, right? And Apple was new. And when the stock was new, right? Now, I didn't know or care anything about stocks at the time. I was like, whatever. Um, But I remember that time period, right? Late 90s, early 2000s. And everybody, right, thinks, oh, I wish, you know. Now, I mean, you could question the ethics of the companies. I'm not saying, oh, I wish I was uh, invested $10,000 in Amazon in 2001 because I love Bezos' ethical stances. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Just from a monetary standpoint, right? Like, yeah, right. Wouldn't it have been a smart investment to put $10,000 into Apple back in the day? So what I'm saying is that, yes, we are at that point now that the internet was at, at that stage with crypto. I I believe that. So uh, does that mean that all these crypto projects are going to be a crypto zillionaire? no, because Who remembers Netscape Navigator? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Who remembers Vista? I do. And that that shit sucked, dude, right? Ask Jeeves, yup, so these aren't all gonna make it. So we need to understand that first. Now, just because Bitcoin's first, doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna make it. However, Bitcoin does have a lot of advantages. And one of the key uh, advantages is that it's deflationary, right? So one of the problems that Bitcoin solves in the history of money is the fixed supply. Now, how is it a fixed supply if it's if it's 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 in the internet? Can't it be uh, hacked? No. So this is a decentralized protocol. It's a decentralized, highly encrypted protocol that is a public ledger. So no, there's only going to be ever 21 million Bitcoin. It is a deflationary hedge nobody can like print up new bitcoins okay and so right away we already have huge problems for uh for these kinds of things right in the history of money being solved right there so when you start to realize this is like what the printing press was for books this is for money if you really think about it this is the solution to monetary problems. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be road bumps or that necessarily Bitcoin will win. I'm saying the potential. So the potential for the solving of inflation, governments running up debts, right? The Zimbabwean trillion dollar bill or whatever, right? Everybody knows about this. Okay, those problems are solved. Nations going bankrupts. At least by the engineering protocol and idea of Bitcoin. So I don't think that we're going to see, because it's a closed system, is the point here. And it is a store of value and a store of energy, because what money is, is a way to represent human energy and human value over time. Thus, we begin to see now, wait a minute, when the government inflates the currency who are they stealing from well it's not the government by the way in a way it is but shocker guys the federal reserve is privately owned so it is actually the big banks stealing from the people that's what inflation is theft of you and your dollars purchasing power over time it's stealing your energy bro energy vampires so that's what bitcoin is intended to solve and it and it is a uh, amazing revolution in, mo- in money and it does that that's what's so crazy about it right it is uh, i was trying to think and by the way it's not just money a lot of people don't realize this either this is a way to have a library of alexandria do you understand that even more valuable than money is ideas. So your book can be decentralized and stored. Decentralized. Imagine the library of Alexandria not being in one location. Do you see how genius and amazing this invention is? Now this doesn't prove that like, that doesn't mean that all oh, humans are all going to use this invention in the right way. Is it possible for Klaus and Gil Bates to take blockchain technology and turn it to evil? Sure. But dude, so what? So's the internet. I'm not saying so what well, like it doesn't matter. But I'm saying the internet could be used for good or evil. So don't bring these dumb boomer arguments that crypto is a conspiracy of Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. Okay, well then so's the internet and get off the internet. Why are you telling me this on the internet? If you really believe that, so again no the technology is not inherently bad it but if it's used for bad then it's what that's when it becomes bad but when you understand what bitcoin does to solve uh, a lot of historic theft and ripoff problems it's it's an amazing amazing revolution and it's not just about money this is a huge mistake almost everyone in this space thinks it's money 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 it's ideas. Okay. And you've just now seen this with NFTs. Now I don't care about NFTs. It's not I don't really care about that. But imagine again. You could have the Library of Alexandria on a decentralized blockchain and it can never it could not be destroyed. Now, yes, every inter, every computer in the world could be destroyed and then ever and then an EMP and then the, uh, 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 an asteroid could hit the country. If an asteroid hits us, dude, your Bitcoin's not going to be shit, bro. I'm like, what is the likelihood? Okay, if an asteroid hits me, I'm not going to be concerned about Bitcoin. <laughs> All right. I mean, we're gone, dude. So why are you? That is, that's just a stupid objection. All these low IQ objections that people have to this, I'm really tired of it. Right. And you hear it every day, these kinds of stupid objections. Still, imagine still thinking these are good objections. Let's just let Shyamalan join us today. How you doing, Shyamalan? Welcome. Uh, you have nothing to do with this topic, but you can be here with us. Um, neither does this garbage pill kit have anything to do with it, but I was just thinking about uh, collectibles. Okay, collectibles. So if boomers and people, you want to understand what this is. Remember baseball cards, dude? Remember your baseball card? Remember, I got my Beckett Magazine, dude. My uh, Daryl Strawberry rookie card just went up, bro. A dollar. I'll trade you my Daryl Strawberry for your secondhand Rose garbage pill kit. Which was what? Third series? Probably second series. Secondhand Rose would probably be worth more. But Because Daryl Strawberry went down, dude. So you want to try to understand what crypto is? Well, do you understand Garbage Kids? Do you understand baseball cards, Boomer? Of course you do. Now, why does a baseball card have value? Well, because it's perceived to have value. It's rare, okay? Now, the same principle is simply applied to ideas and protocol or code on the internet, in the ether, in the blockchain. Is that something? Okay. So what has value is what humans perceive to have value. Okay. And it's not all human perception. You could have things that have intrinsic value too. I'm not saying it's all just merely a human uh, social construct, but a large part of it is human relative, right? From a philosophy standpoint. So kind of what I'm trying to say here is that this is like neoplatonic money the more I was thinking about this and I actually got into a fascinating conversation at one of the book signings with a dude who used to be a Google is a, a big Bitcoin person. Um, shout out to, to super, super smart dude. And he was making all these points. He's like, people don't understand what this is. This is like a decentralized library of Alexandria. And he even had this theory that like I could see in the future, churches being built as on top of servers, not because the church is worshiping the, the internet or the server, but that the the as the Middle Ages had the church as the repository of knowledge, that churches in the future, when society you know collapses or goes into whatever, will be the entity that retains and continues knowledge. Interesting. Very possible. Very possible. I don't know, but very possible. Fascinating theories. Because we don't know what's going to happen, right? We could see Western civilization collapse, right? Klaus could have a cyber polygon. Now, remember, cyber polygon, whatever, that doesn't mean that the the Internet's not going away. Okay? They're not building if, if you're Klaus and Gil Bates and you're going to take over Internet's and blockchain for controlling everybody. They're not going to destroy the internet. Duh. Okay. So, people that make all the dumb objections need to at least even get their arguments straight because that doesn't make any sense. Oh, Bill Gates is going to destroy the internet so that he can control you through the internet. That doesn't make any sense. So, but, does that mean that there's no, uh, you know, that they're not going to try to control people through blockchain technology? No, Klaus says they're going to try to. So I don't have the answer. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what Gil Bates is going to do in 10 years. I don't know if Klaus is going to pull off Cyber Polygon. But even if they do Cyber Polygon, I seriously doubt that's going to be a global EMP that shuts down all the computers in the world. That's just highly unlikely, dude. And even if that does happen, I mean your concerns are not going to be about the internet anyway. (laughs) I mean, you're going to be worried about day to day. Okay. So does that mean I'm telling you to not, you know, have a bug out bag and day to day prepper activity? No, you can't do all that. Sure. Go for that. Right. Nothing wrong with preparing for whatever, but again, we also don't know the future. Okay. So we don't know that they're going to do cyber polygon for sure. And Cyber Polygon might not even be the whole, it might be a, an area, right? Like a continent. Who knows? So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, yeah, exactly. If it, there's an EMP, then I mean, that's going to affect your local bank, dude. So, you like, these are irrational worries and uh, irrational objections to cryptocurrency, right? So, don't worry too much about that. And don't have all your eggs in one basket, right? Uh, Crypto is still early and it's also still very volatile. So you're not going to have, hopefully, uh, almost sell my house and everything, put everything into Bitcoin, right? No, I would not do that. But depending on who you are and what your budget is and what your plan is, what you want to do, that's going to determine how you will invest and what is good for you to do, what your risk profile is, how leveraged you want to be. You know, if you're working at McDonald's, uh, fry cook, bro, wage cook, like you don't have a life savings to put into Bitcoin. So what you're going to want to do is take a percentage of your check each week and invest. And you probably want a dollar cost average, right? If that's your monetary situation. But I would stress to you, if you are in that situation, and back when I was a wage slave back in my 20s, I had older people constantly telling me, take $50 out a week, invest it. And I was like, I never have $50. Like everything goes to my bills. And then I look back and I'm like, how much money did I waste on stupid ass beer every weekend? Right. I probably spent a hundred dollars a week on beer and freaking tequila throughout my twenties. And I could have, how much money would that be? Let's, let's tally this up. If you're, uh, and but I know I'm not saying you can't have fun. But everybody in their 20s, right, wants to go out and drink every weekend. Okay, so uh, throughout my entire 20s, if I drank $100 worth of drinks every week, it's probably more than that. I don't know. For 10 years, that's $52,000 that I didn't invest, that I waste. Now. Yes, I, I got good times out of out of drinking. Sure, yeah. But maybe you want to switch to drinking King Cobra instead of that Patron. I'm just joking, right? Like now you, so they're gonna say, oh, I should just drink malt liquor for ten years. No, that's gonna kill you. <laughs> so I'm just saying, think about how you spend your money. When you're in your 20s, you're a dummy, dude. You don't think about how you spend money. You just blow it. Okay, if you start a business, then you will learn not to blow money. Okay. That's a great way to learn not to blow money. And then when you're when you're out of your twenties, it's easier too, because everybody gets married and has kids. So you don't have buddies to go drink with every weekend. Because they're all married and with their kids. And they don't go out, right, getting drunk every weekend and going to the bar. Going to the club, dog. So if you're 20 right now, instead of drinking every weekend, or if you are a committed party dude, and you have to have your PBR and your Milwaukee's Beast, instead of $100 a week, cut it to 50 take your $50 of drinking money, and start dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin and Ethereum. I promise you, you will not regret it in 10 years, you see. So we're thinking long term that's what nobody in their twenties that's what dummies in their 20s don't do is think long term i didn't do it i wish i had right what would i say to young 25 year old carb loaded dummy beer drinking jay what are you doing dummy why are you not investing <laughs> right i don't got no money to invest i'd rather just go to a freaking party have fun dude okay you're an idiot you're an idiot Even gold, right? I mean, even if I had taken that fifty thousand dollars of beer money throughout my twenties and put it into gold, gold is what probably it was probably three hundred back then, three hundred dollars, two fifty, and I haven't looked at gold in a while now. What is it? Two thousand, three thousand? I don't know what it is. Somewhere two, around two thousand, fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred. I don't even know. I actually sold gold last year for bitcoin so i'm not that interested in gold right now but um nothing wrong with having gold in fact i uh, will probably as we see uh, hopefully lord willing more gains will reallocate to gold and silver in fact not a lot a percentage right what that be 20x returns from uh my from my 20s to now so fifty thousand dollars of beer money in my twenties, just in gold would have been, yeah, a lot of X return. I don't know how much from $200 to $1,800, something like that. And that's not even very good, dude, right? That's gold is a, a boring investment. It's a smart investment and it's a old man. That's an old man. That's a, 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 a prospector investment. Oh the old prospector on the hill. Oh Mike Pipper. All right. All right. So that's a damn uh brown stain pajama prospector investment. <laughs> that that's what gold and silver is. But guess what? There's wisdom in prospectors, dude. How many prospectors do you know? None. Why? Because they're all zillionaires. Not really. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh they're all dead. Um they all fell in they all had my, they fell down the mine shaft, dude. Anyway, I'm not saying don't get gold and silver. What I'm saying is, how many times do I have to tell you? Do we have a slow boy audience tonight? Beautiful slow boys, I should add. I'm not telling you not to have gold and silver. Did you not hear what I said? I said have a diverse portfolio. In fact, what I'm about to tell you is that when you see the crypto gains, it's important as part of taking profits to allocate Gains even into assets. Okay. Now, I didn't think about that like back in 2017 when the crypto, you know, boomed. I was like, I'm just going to get more crypto and I'm going to be silly. And then the crypto crashes and you're like, where was all my gains? Uh, You know, I wish I'd taken some of those gains and bought gold. I wish I'd taken some of those gains and bought, uh, you know, property. here we go uh, I just covered that stupid ass objection of your bitcoin is going to be worthless when the internet goes away you, what are you talking about just just delete this stupid person I'm so tired of this we got a boomer in the house baby right there the internet is not going to go away okay bitcoin doesn't get deleted when computers go down because it's decentralized okay do you understand that you can't delete all the bit. you'd have to get rid of all the computers okay so the whole world has to go back to 1800s and if the whole world goes back to 1800s none of that's even going to matter you're not going to be worried about Bitcoin you're going to be worried about the day-to-day okay so if you want to have prospector level prepper preparation that's fine I'm not saying don't do that stop being low IQ in this chat I'm so tired of this so dumb I mean, the the people who are telling you Bitcoin is worthless and a scam are the people who should have bought. You should have already, then you should have known about Bitcoin, right? You know everything about Bitcoin. Why didn't you make a whole bunch of money with it? Because I'm virtuous. No, you're an idiot. It's not because you're virtuous and moral and I have a principled objection to scams on the Internet. Thus, I shall not buy Bitcoin. I will buy stocks. Oh, really? Stocks? Every objection that every low IQ person has to Bitcoin returns a hundredfold on the dollar. Do you understand that? Cash is trash, bro. Why? Because the dollar is a fiat system. Every objection you have to Bitcoin returns on your head a (laughs) hundredfold on the dollar, dummy. That's going to be used by the Taliban and the drug dealers. The drug dealers are going to send crypto money through Silk Road to purchase drugs and arms to armed rebels in other countries. Dude, what are you talking about? The dollar goes and pays the Taliban. (laughs) Bags of cash to the Taliban, right? Famous articles all over the media for 20 years, okay? All the way back to Brzezinski in the 70s. Gold. Gold. Taliban got paid in gold, dummy. So every stupid objection, this is gonna be used by the terrorists. You mean like the dollar? <laughs> the dollar's who funds all the terrorists, dummy. What are you talking about? So when you understand what this is, what the what the use cases are, that it's a neoplatonic currency, okay, that's the best thing I could think of to liken it to. Then what we have is a solution to a lot of problems. That does not mean that it's going to be perfectly implemented, that it's going to solve everybody's problems, that everybody's going to get rich. It doesn't mean that. But there's potential to do these things. There's potential for, first time in history, me and you, the average dude bro, to see the biggest transfer of wealth in history. Potential. There's potential for that. I don't know if that's going to happen. But if if the world did, Move on to a deflationary Bitcoin standard. That would be the biggest wealth transfer in the history of the world. Is it going to bring a utopia? No. Is Bitcoin God? No. Is it Jesus? No. It's not any of that stuff. I'm not saying that. Okay, so stop thinking in low level either ors. Okay, there's no silver bullets here. The government can come get your gold, the government can take your bank account. Uncle Sam can uh, seize your property. There's no silver bullet. There's no, these are so stupid. These objections literally apply to any asset, (laughs) right? So there's a a degree of freedom, I think, that is at least potentially here. Uh, Yes, the governments may crack down. We may see a reign of terror of governments against crypto. And there may be a downturn for, I don't know, that could happen, yes. And we're since we're still early in this field, this domain, it's unfortunately the case, but it is the case that influencers, Elon, right, the government, the Fed, they can put out stories that affect the price. That's unfortunate, but it we are still there. Elon can tweet and make Bitcoin go down five percent. He can tweet and make it go up ten percent. Okay. It's unfortunate, but that's where we are right now. And why is that? Well, because he's got, what, 100 million Twitter followers? The government can say, oh, we need to tax Bitcoin. We need to come down on this Bitcoin, right? And it'll go down 10%. But I guarantee you, and this has actually come out with, uh, what, J.P. Morgan? Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan, and even, I think, some of the government people, they know that when they say stuff that it can trigger a drop. Do what do you think those do? What do you think they're buying? Bitcoin, duh. And that came out with JP Morgan. As the heads were telling people that they would be fired if they bought Bitcoin, the heads were buying Bitcoin. You see, that's what they do. And I guarantee you those government goons, <laughs> when they get on the TV and say that, uh, we warn you about Bitcoin, and we may have to crack down on this, and it drops 10%. They're, quick, buy the Bitcoin, buy buy. your, I guarantee you that's what they're doing, right? And didn't Elon do this very thing? Oh, oh I didn't say that I wasn't buying Bitcoin or that we weren't going to use it. I just said it was a problem with energy consumption. Get out of here with that green nonsense, dude. And then it goes down 10%, and then he buys in a billion zillion dollars of it. Then it goes back up, right? I mean, that's what goes on at that level, Okay. China food, you know how long I've been hearing, dude, I've been hearing about China and Bitcoin since the first time I ever heard of Bitcoin, right? The first time you hear about Bitcoin, then you're going to hear China is buying all of the Bitcoin and they're going to control the Bitcoin market and it's going to be a conspiracy to destroy it. And I'm like, dude, come on. I've been hearing this since 2012 (laughs) so that's called fud it has a name for a reason because it's been around for 10 freaking years so don't worry too much about fud that's another big lesson we want to learn here right away big key takeaways all right don't pay attention to the weekly fud and you'll notice there's cycles I guarantee you, uh, you're going to hear about China taking over and running and destroying Bitcoin again in the next month, probably. Because it cycles. It comes around. It, the same story, too. It's like, what? I heard this story back in 2017 when I first bought Bitcoin. That China's going to take over. They're going to bite all the miners. a lot of China miners. It's like, come on, dude. What has that actually achieved? Nothing, right? So this these news stories are largely a lot of bullshit. And what's the other big FUD? Bitcoin isn't green. Green is a scam, dude. Gil Bates hates Bitcoin. Oh, we need to, I wish we could get one of the worst inventions just Bitcoin. Why do you think Gil Bates hates Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin's a good thing, <laughs> you see. Gil Bates is evil. Bitcoin is good. He hates Bitcoin. What else do you need to know? Now, does that mean he's not going to be involved? No, he's already involved in crypto. You know, he wants a, I want a crypto that uh, your body, you know, every time you walk, your body is tracked and the motion uh, generates crypto from the body, from your body moving. Okay, whatever. That's just craziness. That, that I'm not saying, right, that this is a wild west. We don't know what's going to happen. Okay. So there you go. Last couple of points, points uh, is that another advantage is that when you, you're in charge of your own finance, right? I mean, that's great potential here, right? We Can we have a system? We basically, we don't need a bank anymore. Okay, so there you go. Who the heck, who do you think I'm talking about, dude? Oh, we need to get those numbers down. Just think about the word Gil Bates and you can figure out who I'm talking to. All these low IQ people in the chat. Come on. Come on, boys. Step it up. Hit like and share if you would. Support the stream via the super chats. We're having a lot of fun here tonight. It's the long requested crypto stream. We're trying to dispel some of the basic, basic bitch objections. Y'all has got the basic bitch objections. Put those to rest, boy. Explain what we're at. What, what's going on here. Explain. There's no silver bullets, dude. There's no perfect thing. All this spurgatrons with like, if there's one objection, then I won't I won't buy into it. Well, there's about 100 objections to the dollar then. Then don't own dollars. So again, every objection to Bitcoin and crypto returns 100-fold on your own head for the dollar when you understand the problems of fiat currency. So as we know, in the past, uh, fiat currency directly connected to wars. Is there potential for Bitcoin to be uh, a means by which war, because governments resort to war in times of monetary crisis, in times of in, uh, mass. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
3: No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: It's inflation to deflect from the inflation to heal their economy. Yes, they do. Am I saying that all wars are? No, I'm sometimes there's a need to go to war and I'm not a pacifist. But modern warfare is not for the purpose of being won. Modern warfare, as Winston is told in 1984, is so that the war goes on forever. What does O'Brien say? Winston, you dummy. The wars aren't meant to be won. What do we see right now? Afghanistan, Vietnam. The wars aren't meant to be won. So uh, many wars are fought over poverty and uh, these kinds of problems. So I'm not saying that any economic solution would perfectly create a utopia or alleviate all war. However, it is possible there could be potential for a sound currency to alleviate wars, the potential for a sound currency to alleviate warfare or to mitigate warfare. It's never going to totally go away. Okay. And the ability of you to have control of your own finances. All right. Now, a lot of people don't even know that like you can have a wallet that you know the keys to. And if you know the keys, Nobody can take away your money. Do you understand there's never been something like that? Now, is that totally and infallibly foolproof? No. Can a Fed still? Yes. Uh, yes. But they can find your buried pirate treasure, too. Okay, so nothing's perfect. But again, you see the advantage and the potential of this. I can be in control of my own money. It's not in some dumbass bank over there that can be destroyed and do whatever they want to with it. Right. Lend it out. I can have my money secure and I know the keys to my money. Now, yes, there's also risk because you could be a dumb, dumb and forget your keys. Right. So that's also a part of the problem. But again, risk reward, right? There you go. So remember any, Argument against Bitcoin returns upon cash and fiat a hundredfold. So once you realize that, there you go. What else can we say? Now, that's the basics of the idea of what Bitcoin is and what it's intended to be. No, it doesn't mean it's perfect. doesn't mean that it's going to solve everybody's problems. Don't tell me. Don't. Re- re- if you spam a bunch of stupid shit like that in the comments, I'm just going to delete you because we've already covered it 10 times. Yes, some spy agency can always track and steal whatever. Yes. I mean, there's no silver bullet. That's what I'm trying to tell you. What do you expect? Unless you give me something perfect, I won't accept it. Then why do you use the dollar? Anyway. So now that we covered the philosophy, and and the best I could liken it to is neoplatonic money right and not just money but a way to place ideas valuable ideas i want to, i will i want to put my book and my videos and my podcast onto blockchain right and then can't be destroyed unless every right unless every you know node is destroyed uh you know all the computer networks in the world okay but again at that point it's not really going to matter and think how much how great an invention that is as opposed to all of your books stored in one library. Okay? I mean, people can go burn down the Library of Alexandria and they did. Okay? So the the books are gone. Whatever was there is gone because it's in one place, fixed, physical locale. So that movement to the ethereal, to the mental, to the uh, conceptual, the non-instantiated, still has existence but it's an existence that is mathematical you see right and everybody already accepts this in principle anyway when you log into your local bank on your phone on your local bank app you're looking at pixels and numbers okay you're not walking over to the bank and walking into the big ass vault with all the you know bars on it or whatever (laughs) like like putting in your code to walk in and then you have to you know check inside your lockbox to see if your stack of dollar bills or gold is there no nobody does that why because we already are in a mode of looking at an app and seeing that representative numbers there so guess what boomers it's no different with bitcoin (laughs) those representative numbers that you trust at your local local bank my local bank's been there for 50 years yeah but your local bank is a usury scam place as well right so uh, maybe we could have a system where we move away from usury now not perfect right because technically people can still engage in usury with crypto they can still lend out crypto for interest right but you don't have to do that you see And Bitcoin is a deflationary thing, right? Ethereum, going to be deflationary, going to be burnt. That will be good for Ethereum. So, so hopefully this gives us an introduction to the idea of what this is and why it's such a revolutionary thing. Now the question is, well, what, what do we buy into? Right. So my strategy is uh, modeled on hedge fund strategy. Okay, So there was a good video, I don't remember, it was months ago, maybe a year ago. Uh, Altcoin Daily did a good video on uh, how the hedge funds hedge their uh, crypto portfolios. And the reason I did that is not just because some hedge fund did it, but I was like, oh, their model of doing it is an attempt to hedge against risk, right? Duh. So why do they do it that way? Well, they do it that way because I realized they're not doing the mistakes that I made multiple times. Example. So when Coinbase first started adding multiple altcoins, I remember when Coinbase was just Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then I think Litecoin, right? Or maybe it was Bitcoin, Litecoin, and then Ethereum. I don't remember. But, uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of options there. And then gradually you would see like a new one would pop on, right? And then in the last six months, it's just been like a flood, right? But a year ago, we saw that first wave of new coins showing up on Coinbase. And the reason that matters is that that's a huge amount of exposure. So I'm not trying to promote Everybody going to the decentralized exchanges. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about how people see. Yeah, I agree. I use Ledger. I'm talking about how people see uh, and and their on ramp to crypto is a lot of people through Coinbase. So we would see coins popping on and I remember thinking. I remember thinking and I didn't do it because I was a dumb dumb. I didn't know I was doing. I had to make some mistakes, you see. Right. I've been in this space for a year or two. Right. I'm thinking, all right. Here's some new little things popping on here. This is risky stuff. Altcoins are very risky, but maybe what if I bought some of these low-cap altcoins and just held them? And I did. I did. I bought some of the first altcoins that popped up. I don't remember what they were, but like Orchid and you know some of the the low cat ones when they popped on stellar lumen like when they first got on to coinbase right and then i thought okay i was still psyoped by the day-to-day i thought oh i gotta i gotta start figuring out like what goes up and then trade them back and forth (laughs) right so i started doing all this trading and like i'm gonna figure out trading right and as i told you guys i'm not into trading i don't do trading my and and then i had a thought i thought why don't i just pick a series of the top altcoins allocate a percentage to each one of those and just hold them you know what i didn't do it you know what if i had to do it i would have millions of dollars right now if i did but i was dumb so i made mistakes made a big mistake because i thought i got to get into this consistent pattern of figuring out the trades. I gotta trade every day, trade every day, trade every day. Now, some days I did okay. I would make a bit and then I would lose. Right. And then in a really blowing up bull market, you can be fooled into thinking, ooh, it's gonna continue forever, dude. And I'm just gonna like keep trading back and forth. And it's just gonna keep going up and up and up. And then uh you make a big mistake. Right. And you have a bit, you get wrecked, dude. Wrecked. And I got wrecked bad one day. Bad. Not everything, but pretty bad. Pretty bad. And you know what? I'm actually glad that happened. And I'm not glad because I made a mistake, but I'm glad that I went through that because I, you, dude, you will learn the hard way and you will not make that mistake again. So... That's when I figured out, okay, I have to rework this strategy of how I'm doing this, okay? And so one of the things I did at first was I'm going to have a set amount that is the BTC that is locked, okay? I'm not touching that. I'm going to put that in the BTC, and I'm not going to touch it, dude. Now, if I, you know, say the next year of money that I make. Right, paycheck money after the bills. Uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of that. I might, I might play with a little bit. Here's a, a promising low cap altcoin. Put some in that, right? So I started testing that strategy, and that started working. You see. So to make this very simple, rather than yoloing, and I did that one time too. Really risky, and I had a big gain from yoloing one time. And you know what? That's precisely how it messed up. <laughs> it was yoloing into something else, and then I had a big wreck. So again, not everything, but bad enough that like I learned the lesson the hard way. So I'm trying to tell you guys: don't do that. Don't yolo. Don't uh, have all your eggs in one basket. This is I'm not telling you what to do. This is my this is what I do. My, my suggestion that I do. Don't. Um, don't go find some stupid ass altcoin that is 0. 0.0001 penny, and then put all of your savings into that, thinking that that's gonna a thousand x. Okay, this is all the, the mistakes that dummies make. Okay, is it possible that a person could do that? It's possible, but it's one in a million, and that's not gonna make you very good money. So that's why we come back to the beginning. My philosophy, what I do, is I think long term. I think how I'm going to take this after Bill's money that's for investing and how I'm going to put that into, in terms of dividing it up, I do 40, 40, 20. 40% BTC, 40% Ethereum. Now, it used to not be that. I've I've moved up my amount of... of uh, Ethereum because I've gotten bullish on Ethereum in the last six months and yes not in the last week in the last six months okay back before the summer I was like dude Ethereum is gonna pop and I wasn't I didn't really believe the people a year ago I was like Ethereum to $5,000 <laughs> yeah right dude and then remember when Ethereum went to like I don't remember what it was when it had a little pop a year ago I was like whoa it actually could Get up there, right? And then this summer, we saw 4,000 plus Ethereum. And I was like, yes, yes, this is right. I was wrong. I was wrong. Now you say, but wait a minute, Jay, what about competitors? What about competitors to Ethereum? What about Cardano? What about, no, what did I just say? Do we only want McDonald's? No, we want Burger King too. So you know what I did about three months ago? Cardano, dude. So what we want to do is hedge, you see. And the key, I think, to this is two things. Two two keys to not being dumb and playing it smart is, number one, taking profits, right? And not just taking profits. And it's really difficult to time taking profits. And nobody can do that right. You're never going to perfectly time the entry and exit points, right? So you're going to get it wrong. You try to do the best you can. But you also don't have to totally exit, right? You can figure out what's best for you. Maybe you want to exit uh, a percentage every week. Maybe you want to take out a little bit a week. Maybe you want to uh, take profits and roll them into blue chips. That's what I do. Because I'm okay with the risk because I'm not that interested in the short-term cycles I'm only thinking about five ten years that's it that's all I care about because for me what I want this space to do is achieve freedom so that I don't have to think about this I don't want my time spent staring at freaking charts all day I don't want to do that I have other things that I think are way more interesting more fun life is not about a bunch of stupid charts I'm not a computer so that's what i think is the best strategy um and what i do so some of the uh uh, tricks you could say how do i how do i learn about coins that will probably do well twitter uh crypto twitter is a good place to and there's no perfect way to do that right there's no perfect way to uh scroll through this garbage, all this garbage on Twitter and find the perfect like future altcoins. But again, I'm not going to put a whole bunch into low cap altcoins. So what I did this last year, for example, I moved and I'm not going to say what amounts, but it depends on your income and your ability to invest what type of percentage you're going to put into the alts, right? So I've got, Forty percent of the portfolio locked away in Bitcoin. Not gonna touch it. For not, not nothing, nothing, not touching it. Okay. Forty percent now. Stacking ETH. Stack, 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 not gonna touch it. Maybe I might touch it if I want to move it into another connected or similar project, right? Maybe I want to put a little towards Solana, Ave, right? Maybe. And then also in terms of, uh, competitors, uh, I did move a pretty, uh, good percent to Cardano, uh, a while back because it was pretty obvious that it was going to, uh, to go up. Now, how do we know or figure out which ones are going to go up? Now, there's no foolproof guide, but remember, like Ivan says, for example, pumpamentals, fundamentals, these two things are necessary for successful coins. Some coins have no fundamentals, but will pump. Garbage coins, meme coins, okay? Some coins have all these tech fundamental things that all the Spurgatrons get into, and nobody knows about them or cares about them. So there's no pump, okay? So one one of the two of those two signs we want to look for, for potential, is coins that have a lot of uh, people talking about them, A big community, people tweeting about it, pushing it, shilling it, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that you buy it because of that. I'm saying you look for that as, okay, a lot of buzz about Cardano, a lot of buzz about this
3: that's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Now, and then the fundamentals, what are the use cases of this? Is this just some stupid coin to hold to do nothing? Or is this actually going to have smart contract settlements? Is it actually going to do this or that? Is it actually going to allow you to do something on an exchange, right? Is it going to allow you to participate in decentralized finance, right? So you're looking for those kinds of things. You're looking for the buzz. I'm also looking at all of the uh, YouTube cryptosphere people's analysis. What are they talking about? I'm not going to buy it just because they say so, but I'm going to listen to what they're talking about and then make a decision. Okay? So that's how you don't fall for shit coins. Because a lot of these are uh, a form of pumping up, right? It's a scheme where people push it and then... Skyrockets right within a few weeks, months, and then it's gone. That's why blue chips are a much better approach, right? For when you do take a small percentage, put it into an altcoin, when it pumps, then you take that and roll that into a blue chip. That's what I do, that's what has worked well in the last year. Again, just a strategy that's worked for me. So it, so, uh, it looked to me that um, Polygon, Mana, Polkadot, Link were really good choices in the last year. So now I'm going to contradict myself and say that what I told you earlier about the day-to-day PSYOP not mattering now this, the day-to-day does kind of matter because what I want to do is if I think that the market is going in a cycle where it looks like, okay, we probably aren't going to pump a lot more at this point. Again, there's no foolproof way. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll the profits that I 2X, 3X, x from those coins over into my blue chip. That's it. That's all I do. It's, it's that simple. I don't engage in like days of technical analysis and staring at charts all day and worrying about when oh, is this going to pop at this point? Is it going to bring am I'm, I'm just looking at a larger zoomed out pattern. And then there are other kinds of patterns that we want to look at. You know, it does. It, you can go. There's the Bitcoin golden ratio pattern right where it looks like probably that cycle will end. Again, we don't know. Right. Because Bitcoin could defy the rules and like keep going in the bullish trend into January. Who knows? We don't know. But if it follows the past, then about September, October, we'll start to see the slowing down by Christmas. Right. And we've seen that in the past. I can remember that. This these sort of patterns and cycles. Okay, And remember that as Bitcoin goes, so the market goes. So as Bitcoin goes, then follow all coins. So Bitcoin has its season, then altcoins have its season, right? And we don't know if that's always going to be the case. There might be a flippening. There might be a decoupling. There might be a, you know, Bitcoin might stay at a trillion dollar market cap. And in five years, Ethereum is 10 trillion. Who knows? We don't know. But the use cases and the ecosystem and the huge on-chain metrics of something like Ethereum, I think shows a lot of potential. And uh, I would hodl. I think any of the blue chips are safe to hodl if you're only interested in doing 510, you see, your investments, I'm saying, right? So to me, it seems the most logical. Why? Because of how I've watched it in five years, right? Right. So I think, well, what would I have told myself five years ago to do different than what I do now, being at that time, I was just an idiot and just oh, put some money in Bitcoin and then trade it, right? Does that make sense? So really for me, it's not a, uh, uh, the, the whole purpose of it is to achieve economic freedom to be free to do the other things I want to do. And it has a lot of advantages, right? And then also, I would caution, caution you and remind you that uh, when you do take profits and when you do allocate money elsewhere, uh, don't put everything into crypto. Also, as you, you know, move into uh, investing, get, move into real estate, right? So right now, two, we have two houses, one rental, and we've got asset, you see. So rather than just having the Ether crypto sphere, and remember, so boomers fall into this trap of thinking that it doesn't have value because it's in the Ether internet sphere, which is just silly. I mean, they buy albums on online. They download an album from iTunes. It has value. It's a file. Okay. No different than what we're talking about with the math having value on the blockchain. Okay. The protocol having value the proof of work having value. Right. So, uh, also then yes, moving into some stocks. Now I've not had a lot of luck with stocks, but I've only done and, and stepped into that world in the last year. So it's the realm of crypto that actually that got me at least prepared to see, oh, okay, well, so I can kind of do the same model of what I'm doing here in the stock world. Uh, and i would also say uh like i'm not going to personally i'm not going to buy stock in a company i disagree with right if i think they're an evil company i'm not buying their stock in crypto it's a little you know shade, it's a little gray too because some of these crypto projects you know klaus wants to use these klaus wants this one that one that, you know i don't really want to have a lot of uh feet in those kinds of waters if klaus and and gilbates tries to take them over so you have to keep that in mind too. Uh, also, I'm not I'm not personally interested in crypto interest, so I would I would take an objection to, uh, you know, buying into or or, or the, you know, the wallets give you these options of like you can lend your crypto out for interest. I'm not I'm not going to do that. Um, staking you can do, you can do good with staking though. Uh, to let the network you know use your coins uh, and so forth on Ethereum, various Ethereum projects. Um, But I'm just not really into interest. So, yeah, see, uh, you got to make different choices, right? So then, yes, there is, if, if you're, if one of the downsides of the market being accepted in the mainstream was that we would have to accept the regulations. And so there's a, the money pouring into crypto comes with the trap, you could say, of, regulation and surveillance. So I don't know what you do there. It's just, it is what it is. (laughs) Not much we can do about it. Um, but well, by the way, I wouldn't stake everything. Right. So like Ethereum, I took a portion of the Ethereum and it's staked for Ethereum too. So, but I wouldn't, put everything on, you know, like an exchange to stake, for example. By the way, the ledger, the wallets now allow you to stake too. But there's downsides to wallet staking as well. So you just have to figure out what uh, option is best for you if you do want to do that. But also don't have everything in one place is another good idea too. So uh, maybe not everything in one wallet, not everything on one exchange, right? These are other good practical uh, options. things you can do in that regard but yeah so there you go there's the basics i mean i agree i think easy dude easy uh i mean what do you what do you think ethereum will hit next year i think we could easy see 10 10k easy maybe 15 i mean that would be a long shot but uh definitely possible i mean with the movement with the adoption with the Ethereum leaving, exchanges, people hodling, and same with Bitcoin. We're talking about easy rarity here. Now, this is another thing, too, to keep in mind with coins. It doesn't always tell you the price, but I've noticed that the market cap to the circulating supply, a lot of people overlook this and they just look for what's pumping. But if you're thinking long term, Something that has a circulating uh, an inflationary coin with a circulating supply of like fifty billion. Or yeah, you know, I mean it's these crazy amounts like Shiba coin with trillions of coins. Okay, that's never gonna reach a dollar, dummies. <laughs> okay, do you know how much money that would be like the whole world holding Shiba coin, right? Not gonna happen. So remember that the rarity of the coin is crucial in terms of it being deflationary. And connecting it to the market cap, right? And yes, I'm not telling anybody not to own gold and silver. But tonight's discussion was crypto. So it's not tonight's discussion, is not about gold. But again, gold and silver is just a really, you know, it's, it's the prospectors, you know, cantankerous old man uh, investment. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Cantankerous prospectors have wisdom, and you can support the show via the Super Chats there. Uh, IOTA has 72 quintillion coins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ethereum going into a deflationary mode, going, it, Ethereum leaving, <gasps> exchanges, a whole bunch of it getting burnt. I mean, that's those are good signs, I think, are really... really th- and, and and a lot of people are saying well ethereum is where bitcoin was right back in I forget when well you know when, when it was twenty seventeen when it was three thousand or something. So if Bitcoin goes uh what one fifty yeah I mean Ethereum could easily be ten thousand, fifteen thousand right so if Ethereum is three right now then you could be looking at uh, what a five x easy in a year or two? Well, that would that's easy, right? That's not that's not outside of, realm of possibility at all. Now it may not happen. May, you know, it may Ethereum may be uh you know five thousand next year, and we may enter into, you know, a long sideways motion of uh, you know, Ethereum doing kind of like Bitcoin has done for a long time of, of going sideways, right? That could happen. If that happens. What I would be doing is stacking Ethereum at that point. By the way, some really good uh, videos that guys have done. Um, Investment Answers has done a bunch of, he's done a series on how much you need of different coins to retire. Again, those are projections, right? So it's projecting, uh, you know, if if you want to retire on Ethereum in five years and you want to stake, you know, how, how much do you need in five years to retire? And then he even breaks it down in terms of, like, where you want to go. Like, if you want to retire in the Cayman Islands, you need, like, 100 or 30, right? If you want to retire in freaking Congo, then you need, like, two Ethereum, three. You know, right? So really detailed breakdowns uh, at investment answers. Uh, that one kid, there's a really smart kid. What's his name? Josh something. He's, like, a, he's a big Cardano pushing dude. But he did a whole video breakdown that was really good on retiring on ethereum or cardano forget what right like how much do you need well right so if you had $10,000 in cardano now and if cardano went to i don't know what you know maybe it could get to 50 maybe it could get to 100 in 5 or 10 years maybe uh you know then could you retire here that right so th- there's there's some good videos like that and those are good to show you that kind of practical stuff right but uh, I mean I think like if I would go if you went back in time because like, you don't know if McDonald's or Burger King or uh, what's the other one I hate fast food so much I don't even know the names of these shitty ass fast food places like Wendy's right Wendy old Dave Thomas right so You didn't know which one would be successful, right? There was Burger King, McDonald's, and uh, uh, Wendy's all fighting Arby's, which is awful. Ugh, that slimy-ass nasty meat from Arby's? Gross, dude. And what is that? Horsey sauce? (laughs) So gross. But somehow they became like billion-dollar things. I don't know how, but uh, you, you didn't know, right? So... You probably would have thought, well, okay, it's it's nineteen, I don't know when did McDonald's start fifties or something. So I say it's nineteen sixty five. I'm gonna buy five thousand dollars of Colonel Sanders. I'm gonna buy five thousand dollars of McDonald's, five thousand dollars of Burger Kang's, We was Burger Kings, and five thousand dollars of uh, whatever the Arby's or whatever, right? Well yeah, you'd be like your family could retire or whatever. It's not even roast beef, dude. It's not it's not it's not beef. I don't know what it is. It's Smeat, right from that TV show we were laughing about where it's like they had a fake version of spam and they called it Smeat. <laughs> anyway, uh a shout out to if that is the actual uh Roosh. I bought Phantom. I heard Roosh on a stream mention Phantom a year ago. And I bought, not a lot. I bought a bag of Phantom, and Phantom is up like a hundred percent, dude. <laughs> so, so yeah, so there, there's some uh, valuable little coins. But again, don't ever put everything into. I don't. I wouldn't put everything into some little coin, right? Forty, forty, twenty. So in that, so if you got forty percent Bitcoin, you got forty percent Ethereum, then you got that twenty percent to kind of play with. And what you're going to do, what I would do, you're going to allocate a little bit of that, right? I'm going to put however many dollars you can in this one. I'm going to pick about 10, 8, 10. I'm going to research those, see what has potential. And I'm going to put a little bit into each of those. And I'm going to watch. This is where I'm going to contradict myself because I'm not going to be psyoped by the day-to-day but I'm going to watch the larger market pattern in the bull and and the, the, the bull and bear market, and I'm going to see.
3: Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See
2: terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. My, you know, uh, X amount of money in Ravencoin. Okay. In the last six months, it did a 5X. Okay. It's probably not going to do another 5X. I'm just using an example. In this in some cycle right so i'm going to take half however much you want right and i'm going to roll that over into ethereum or bitcoin right that's how i do it so that's how you take the profit from the small altcoin that 4x 5x and you can leave a little bag there right you don't have to get rid of all of it i'm just using ravencoin as an example right v chain uh what's some of zillica um uh, woo trade uh, so these are some of the smaller ones that i put put a little little bit not a lot but put a little into the last year i, I put a little i got a little bag of raven a little bit of uh phantom woo trade um b chain zillica Axie dude i slept on Axie I remember hearing about Axie. I was like, what is Axie? Axie infinity shard. And then I I forgot about it and I forget which person mentioned it. And I wrote it down somewhere and I didn't get it. And you're going to have those mistakes too. But then I did eventually get some Axie too. And that's up a lot. So I don't have a lot. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, Axie would have been, that's crazy, crazy gains right there, dude. And then I think everybody. Uh, oh, Solana, right? I, I didn't have a big bag, but I did. I did go into uh, a decent bag of Solana um, six months ago, I think. And wow, look at right! Look at what Solana did. I mean, this is crazy. So, um, those are the basics. That's most of what I can think of, but those are my be- like like my risk coins right so you can kind of you can kind of have a tier of risk right bitcoin ethereum least amount of risk right best probably best scenario for gains and least risk ethereum probably in the next year or two in 10 years i don't know but uh, actually axie infinity shards are for crypto gaming. So yes, and that's why that's the next trend, right? So crypto, right? Then the next trend is DeFi. And we saw right DeFi summer, big, big, big time for DeFi made tons of people millionaires, right? And then we saw the NFT boom. Next boom is crypto gaming. So you can have you do your own research on all that. Um but we did well with MANA. So when MANA did well, put those into, uh, roll those profits over into Bitcoin, Ethereum. Uh, Polygon did well. Um, It's hard to know what's gonna happen with, right? Ethereum two, Polygon, Cardano. So what I would do is McDonald's, Burger King, right? All three, that's your safest bet. Now over time, right? uh it'll be more clear too what's going on there and who's going to kind of pull out ahead right um lots of people lost shirts with defi coins so i mean if you want if you got crazy betting on a bunch of you know wild defi coins i bet you would have but uh again all i did was just apply my that strategy that i was telling you guys and like the last uh, what two months of down market uh just just stack uh uniswap stack uh polka dot uh right and what we're up like a hundred percent I mean it, it again if you if you figure out like what to do when the market's going down, you can still benefit from it right if you're thinking long term so down the down market didn't bother me at all. So, so that's my philosophy. That's my overall approach. Uh, and then you guys, you know, tell, let me know what you think. Uh, and then we'll get to some of these super chats. I think I covered main, you know, m- most of the big picture issues. Like I said, for me, it's not, it's not a, it's not a difficult technical thing. I want this to be a means of alleviating financial issues rather than causing them and obsessing over them. So, uh, if you want to support the show, uh, be sure to leave a super chat and we'll answer those. We had a super chat from last time, Josh Anderson sent five bucks. What's up, Josh? Uh, I'm thinking too, if somebody gives me a nice enough super chat, I might, I might reward you with original uh, Knight Rider cards. <laughs> I'm thinking about collectibles. And uh, since I don't get NFTs, I just don't get this. I mean, I understand. I understand the idea of it. But I want actual Garbage Pail Kids. I want actual Harry, Harry and the Henderson cards. I don't want an NFT of Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, I want actual Back to the Future cards. Yes, I bought this. Can you imagine how nasty the gum in this would be? From like these are actual Back to the Future 2 cards from 1988 or 9. How about this Alien dude? Alien 1 cards? Did you chew that gum right there? You would turn into a xenomorph if you chewed that gum. <laughs> That'd be like chewing on a, a xenomorph. And then I, have, I don't know where I found these, I just found these somewhere. They were in. Some thrift store somewhere, uh, but I do have a sizable collection of Garbage Bill Kids here because these are my NFTs, right? These are my NFTs, Garbage Bill Kids. I don't know why I brought this up. And then uh, also have my Illuminati card deck here, so we can see what uh, is there. An Illuminati card deck card for crypto? I don't think so. All of the conspiracy people would surely have, you know, jumped the gun. <laughs> to tell us about the the uh crypto scam in the Illuminati card deck, but power to the people, baby. Power to the people. <laughs> the Illuminati is giving power to the people through crypto. Anyway, um anyway. so that's what I think. What do you guys think? We got a lot of crypto now. Again, remember, guys, if you want to join the Discord, uh, we're almost eight thousand people in the Discord. We got a great community in there. A lot of our uh, mods, a lot of our cool dudes, smart guys, are in the crypto channel. We got a we got a bumping crypto channel in there. A lot of really smart dudes, guys that have made uh, killer calls in there. Shout out to David. Shout out to Dukes. Shout out to uh, uh, Dick Rawl. Shout out to all the great mods. Who have uh, made some great great calls so be sure to get up in there if you want to join the join the uh, the discord and uh, uh, you can get in an active again we got 8,000 people in that discord almost it's crazy and we got a nice crypto and stonk channel in there fly daddy asked a day ago I missed the super chat he said for five bucks I've read Soul After Death by Father Seraphim Rose. I just saw a video with David Ike recalls an experience. Yeoman. Yeoman David Ike, A medium received a message from a spirit uh, from his past. I'm learning that mediums mostly receive messages from demons. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, whether the mediums... Receive all their messages from demons or from human spirits doesn't matter because we're just simply told to not do that. So, I can't, I mean, in scripture, there is the example of the witch of Endor who does call up the spirit of Samuel for Saul. So, it's not a demon, but it's still forbidden. So, we just don't do that. But, uh, interesting question. John Connell for 420. Do you have the 420? do? 420? You, do you you're supposed to be the one to read the stories of the bears to go shopping. John Connor for 420. Chain you to the block. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. Chain you to the block like the Crypt Keeper. With his chain links taking a bite of your soul. I don't know what that means but I like it. John Connell for $5. Crypto is a psyop in the movie Minority Report. I don't remember crypto in minority report. Now I did an analysis of minority report. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just don't remember. I don't remember crypto in minority report could be there. Now maybe you mean, Oh, you said the movie though. You didn't say PKD. Uh, You said Tom Coombe gets his eyes replaced with Satoshi Yakamoto. I remember getting his eyes replaced. Are you saying that, the guy's name is Satoshi Yakamoto. Well, now, it's entirely possible. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows for sure who Satoshi is, but, I mean, th- that's probably a fake name. So, isn't it probably the fake name taken from the movie? I mean, I don't know. But thank you for those comments, uh, John Kimmel. Sean Forrest, $5, and he says nothing. He says silence like a f- like a forest. Like one hand clapping. Like one hand... I'm not going to say it. (laughs) You know what I was going to say. D Solano. $1.60. Do you have any idea why Alejandro uh, isn't excited about... Well, I think a lot of people see uh, this as just a sigh really. I mean, it's... I'm not sure why people think that the Taliban is... Good, I mean, yes, they might be against aspects of Western degeneracy, but they were a tool of the CIA from the beginning. So it's like, do I want KGB? Do I want Taliban? Or do I want Uncle Sam? Well, what if I don't like any of those, right? $2 to chin, $2. Have you read the Bitcoin MasterCard Conspiracy? The idea is basically Bitcoin was supposed to compete with MasterCard as a global payment processor, but was subverted by MasterCard. Uh, I have heard of this theory, but I don't know much about it. So I can't speak to that. Um, interesting. Don't know about that. Fly Daddy 101-250. Uh, no, wait a minute. That's the David Icke question. That's David Ike. So did you ask that question twice? Yes. So... Thank you for doubling that up, Fly Daddy. Fly, Fly Daddy doubled it up, baby. $2 to chin says for $2. MasterCard can do 5,000 transactions a second. Bitcoin can do five. Ethereum can do 30. Bitcoin SV has scaled to 100,000 a second. It also lines up with the BTC white paper. So I know that there's a lot of dudes that are really into the bitcoin sv um i don't know enough about it i've read different essays and analyses on this theory not knocking you guys i just don't know enough about it so is it really satoshi's vision i'm open to to uh being instructed pacific summies dot five dollars do you have any thoughts on kraken i remember when Julia from Brave the World. Right. By, by the way, if you guys do want to support our friend who uh, became Russian Orthodox, right? She's, she's a big, solid ortho girl now. So shout out to Julia. And she is one of the co-authors of this book. Thank God for Bitcoin. So If you're interested in learning the basics of just Bitcoin, Julia's book with these other people. Is a good one, so you can see Julia there, and then these other uh, dude bros there. Good book there. Um, what was the question? I lost it. There was a, oh, cracking. She said it was her favorite. Do you agree? Um. I don't really like any of the exchanges. They're kind of annoying, man. I mean... I mean, there's some advantages to an exchange, but Kraken... I mean, Kraken goes down a lot. (laughs) I mean, I've had situations where I wanted to sell something and Kraken's down. So, I don't really... I just... I don't even really care about exchanges, right? I mean if you're new to crypto, it's really getting to the point where the exchanges aren't really going to matter because you can, it, it depends on where you are and the laws, but you can, if you just wanted to buy Ethereum or Bitcoin and hodl it, you can almost now just do that from your wallet, buy a ledger nano and just buy it there. You don't even have to fool with exchanges. I mean, used to, do you understand that in 2017, how hard it was to get bitcoin it was difficult like you had to so i could not convince my bank that this was a thing i'm not joking so it was legal here and by the way it's it's not legal in every place by the way but i would so my bank was like that's not a thing and i'm like what yes <laughs> get me on there and let me buy that stuff and my bank was like we don't know if it's... I'm like, dude, it's not my fault that you don't live in this decade. Bitcoin is legal. I had to argue with them in 2017. And that was 2017. Like people In 2017, people were still like, this isn't a thing. We don't know what this is. It looks like a scam. I'm like, it's not a scam. Get me on the damn exchange now. Right? And my bank was just being dumb, dude. People are just... You know what it is. I mean, we see it right now, right? The whole world being dumb, dude. So I had to argue with the bank people for like multiple days trying to convince them that I can be be on the exchange to buy Bitcoin. Allow me to do that. And so you guys don't like it's so easy now for people to do this stuff. But it was so difficult back then. So you have it good. Uh, now, how you go about that, you have to do some research and you know put some time into it. It's not that difficult, but look, again, it's not too late for Bitcoin. A lot of people are, like, oh, it's too late. It's too late. No. Do you understand what this is going to be worth in five years? Do you understand we're at a unique place? There's no juncture in history like this, where within 10 minutes you can sign up and own something that will most likely be very valuable in five or ten years, in a year. I mean, I made a video telling you guys last year in March that Bitcoin is a good investment. And I was right. I didn't tell you to do it. I can't tell you what to do. You got to do your own research. I'm not a registered financial advisor. But I think it's a wise choice. And by the way, all the haters have been totally wrong. Like I even had... People close to me get mad over this stuff, right? I'm like, dude, it's not worth getting mad over. <laughs> it's not going away. It's not going to be destroyed, right? That people were saying last year, in 2020, you won't even have Bitcoin. It's going away. It's going to be destroyed. The government's going to take it away. So, uh, No, hasn't happened. Thank you. I was right. So $2, 2 chin, $2, Bitcoin Ethereum are deemed securities... Okay, here we go. Dropping them to zero. How is it going to drop it to zero? Bitcoin. I had to pull over to the side of the road. Bitcoin SV scales unlike Ethereum. You did say that. Uh, we all got sought out by credit card companies. Okay. Again, I'm, I understand this is a theory. And I'm not saying you're wrong. But I just don't know enough about it. Maybe you'll be vindicated. Listen to Craig Wright. Who you argue is Satoshi, Kurt, Workit, and CoinGeek if you want your paradigm challenged on crypto. Again, I've heard this. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not going to argue with you because I don't know this, but maybe you guys are right and you will be vindicated. Remember when Jay first debated JF, I literally BTFO the narratives and provides a white pill. Thanks, dude. And Tony is five bucks. I can't donate... Crypto attendees on Streamlabs. Here's boomer shit dollars. Well, uh, those boomer shit dollars will go immediately into Ethereum. So thank you very much, much appreciated. Roosh, one dollar. I don't know if that's the actual Roosh, but it says Roosh. Isn't it a sign that we're in a speculative bubble when Orthodox philosopher is trading cryptos and stonks? So again, um, the the actually scripture has quite a bit to say about. Sound money and investments. And the anti usury status of many cryptos, uh, especially Bitcoin being an anti fundamental, at least in the fundamentals, anti usury, anti inflation is better sound money than the dollar. So, you know, being in the world, having, uh, you know, being married and so forth, I do have to think about investments and the future and that kind of stuff. Now, it doesn't mean that we. Worship those things. Those things don't take precedent in our life, but if you read the Proverbs, there's quite a few Proverbs that deal with sound money, uh, balanced weights and measures, Solomon says, and the Proverbs are very practical and very applicable to these kinds of things, as well as Ecclesiasticus, right, so we did a whole lecture through all of Ecclesiasticus a couple of years ago, and there's a lot of uh, a practical daily advice in Ecclesiasticus, too, right, which deals even with uh, money, money principles, principles behind, behind uh, governing uh, your business, business transactions. So the Bible has a lot to say about these things, and I don't think it's the right attitude for those of us in the world to say, "Well, I shouldn't do any of those things." Right? In fact, some of the uh, parables themselves even say that you know Jesus castigates people for not being wise in the ways of this world. Even so, we do have to work and be. Involved in this world Even if we're not obsessed with these things But thank you for that question and is it a speculative bubble? Um, I think that if you look at let's see Bitboy did a good video I'll put in the chat about the cycles so It could be a speculative bubble but there's also I think cycles to the crypto space and he's got a good video here that you can look at on how he sees those cycles and how he uh, has an exit strategy for investment. So, from my vantage point, it's it's no different than having a savings account, right? Remember, in the old days, even when I was a kid, used to get the bank would would uh, give you five percent on a savings account, ten percent, maybe even maybe ten at one point in the seventies. I don't know. That doesn't even exist anymore. Like you don't get the bank doesn't reward you for saving money anymore, and that was all part of a psyop to get people into consumerism, get them into debt, to where they don't save. And so now we have this advantage with something like crypto, which is better, far better than a than a, a crappy ass bank savings account where the bank's going to take my money and, and lend it out in usury anyway. So again, the advantage here is that I control my finance. I don't have to let my money be lent out by the bank in, intre- in interest. I can do way better, most likely, than fiat currency, which is also a big debt scam, than my fiat savings account, which doesn't even that doesn't even exist anymore. Savings account haven't haven't existed for a long time. So I just think there's a lot more uh, potential. It's a lot wiser uh, here than anywhere else so again uh the the book called money in bitcoin is not me um i don't know why i don't know if they're capitalizing on my name or who that is um amazon actually had that listed as my book under esoteric hollywood (laughs) so I i sent an email i was like this is not my book i don't know who this is I don't know if it's a good book, but that's not my book. So I don't know who did that. That's kind of a weird thing. And they probably are using my name. I mean, it could be a dude named Jay Dyer. I don't know, but probably not. So that's uh, kind of a crappy thing, but you know, people do that. So I don't know, I guess I, w- I wish I'd written a book on Bitcoin. I mean, why, why don't those dudes send me some of that money? They're capitalizing on my name, <laughs> all right? So I don't know who that is, but that's not me. It's not my Bitcoin book. I don't have any books on Bitcoin. But all right, hopefully this was this was just a fun kind of laid back philosophy of Bitcoin and Ethereum and you know what I'm uh, looking towards my strategy for or five ten years. Um, no guarantees. We don't know. Everything could. All this, yes, it's possible. It all could be gone in a year, but we don't know that. So, uh, you know, Scripture I think does tell us to be wise to a degree in the things of this world. So, if you're not in the monastic world, then you know we do have to deal with the things of this world. So, we have to be just in our dealings of things of this world. I don't see anything wrong with being wise with the money. Uh, even the parables, you know, make analogies to. Putting the money and uh, you know making the money have returns. So there you go. Anyway, I hope you benefit from this. Uh, let me know what you guys think about uh, uh, crypto, Bitcoin, or whatever. And remember the long term, right? There was I think there was another chart I was going to show you guys. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I think this is a smart thing. I'm sure you guys have all seen this. This is the stock to flow chart. Uh, Not a guarantee, but as you can see, uh, every time, of course, Bitcoin goes through its halving, we see important uh, movements in the charts. We see gains. So if we look back to 2013 and the, the way that stock to flow chart, right, is laid out, Bitcoin does seem to follow it pretty consistently. Not exactly, but pretty consistently. And thus, what we would have is $100,000 Bitcoin by 2022 and back to 2021. I mean, excuse me, back to 2011, right? So uh, that would also mean, yes, by 2030, you could see $1 to $10 million Bitcoin. So it's uh, good to be familiar with the stock to flow chart. It's good to be familiar with right, the pattern of the dips that we do see, the corrections, the crashes that we will see, and there will be more. There's going to be more uh, corrections that are like this, 30, 40, maybe even 50% on the path to a million dollars per Bitcoin. I do believe Bitcoin will probably eventually get to a million dollars a piece. Uh, very likely, not not certain, but very likely, and so thus you see, thus you see the potential here, right? That's why people see this as such a powerful investment. How do I get there? We go two dollar two chin BTC can go to can't go to one hundred thousand dollars because it can only do okay, but. People were saying that Bitcoin can't go to 50,000, 60,000, and it did. Imagine buying Bitcoin at $200 when it gets to a million, but no, wait a minute. You just said it can't do a hundred thousand. Do you mean a hundred thousand transactions or a hundred thousand dollars? I'm confused, but people don't have to do a lot of, uh, like consistent transacting for it to have value because I don't think in the future people are going to be doing much transacting of Bitcoin because they're really only concerned with storing value. So probably the network effects in terms of vast, right? If Bitcoin worth a million dollars, nobody's going to be transacting Bitcoin. It's just going to sit there, right? So it could be a store of value. That means that probably various Ethereum tokens are the next best runner up for the, you know, constant transactions or uh, cardano or something like that so but again maybe you're right i don't know enough about uh the sv stuff to to comment on that but anyway thank you guys hope you enjoyed this please hit like and share uh and yeah we'll we'll talk soon maybe we'll start doing more crypto streams i don't know but for me it's not like a thing i i'm i pay attention to it i study it but uh again it's 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 a tool. Money is a tool, not an end. And I think that's the correct attitude, right?